Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the treats is is this the the passing of the torch right is this what this signifies it comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important the champ is here we've touched down from a higher plane why you made it here we always look forward to that week because it was always intense you know that we ain't coming back we got to the man the myth the legend dante hall my 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 favorite player growing up was dante hall i love you guys (laughs) too but dante was my guy Get to dashing because you're done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Looking to help your favorite Chiefs podcast? Well, we're trying to raise money to create merchandise for our online store, as well as be able to have more merch to do giveaways to all of our fans. To any of our YouTubers, if you see down below, you can show your support with the new Super Thanks option. Any amount will go a long way towards helping us launch our online store. And of course, don't forget to like and subscribe. Thanks to all of our followers for your continued support. Enjoy the episode. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm here with our guy, former tight end, Jason Dunn. And tonight we got a special guest, a Super Bowl winning kicker, former Kansas City Chiefs kicker. And you can hear him on Blue Rush podcast every week. Um, and kicker Lawrence Tynes. Lawrence, how you doing, buddy? Good, man. Marcus JD, what's going on, man? It's been a minute since I talked to JD, but it was like yesterday. He looks the same. He looks great. The best blocking tight end in the history of the game. I think I tweeted that out last week. I know everyone always talks about that O-line, J.D., Yeah, because they knew I played on those teams. And I said, Mm -hmm. man, did y'all see number 89 at the edge? I said, he's the one who made everything happen. He's why Priest got that edge. He's why Larry got that edge. That's right. I said, yeah, man. I said, you know, we we used to try and uh, talk J.D. into moving to uh, tackle. Yeah, me and did. Billy Baber. He said, "Hey, they pay you a lot more money to go over there and block." Hey, look, LT. I tell them all the time. I said, "Man, if they were serious about it, I would have made that move, no doubt yeah. about it." Because what it was, they was paying tight ends, and even now, it's just it's not even the same what they're doing on tackles. You know, JD. Let me ask so, you this: Would you? Would you play at like two eighty? Uh, so my my official weight was two seventy two. That's what I had to weigh in on every Friday. You How know. much weight do you think you would have had to – would you have had to gain any? I mean, you were so damn strong yeah, to play man, tackle. I, dude, I, I would have probably went up to about 290, 295. I could have easily held 300. I, it still looked my, yeah. my weight. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, like right now I'm, I'm right around about 290, close to yeah. that 288. And so the thing is, like I still remain thin, but I could – now I don't have to go down the field, right? Now I'm just right. sitting back and kicking back. And, and I would – to be honest with you, LT – 
I was just thinking about this the other day. In my career in Kansas City, I think I made a guy given up maybe two sacks my entire career. time. Maybe. Yeah, dude. I'm look, I took pride in it. You know, like yeah, you said, did. appreciate all the accolades and everything you just gave me, man. But I look, I took that thing serious. And sometimes when, when you're saying you talk about those lines, I'm like, uh, hello. I was out there too. I was Thank doing you. a whole lot. You know, I never so. forget. I never forget because people want to talk about Rofe and Shields and Waters yeah. and Wigman. The right tackle spot was it Wellborn or Tate? It just kind of fluctuated. It did. But yeah. I said y'all y'all are forgetting about that that beast out there, yeah. number eighty nine. Because <laughs> I said that's the one that made that's that's what made everything go. And and Tony was a decent blocker, but you know he wanted yeah. all that he wanted all that shine in the end zone. That's what of course. that's what yeah. that's what Tony wanted. <laughs> Yeah, but that, that joker was good at it, man. But, you know, like I, we always talk about, like, T. Rich and those guys in the line. I'm just like, T. dude, Rich, I, yeah. I was in, like, every – I played 70% of, of, of the plays. That's why I was in 70% of the offensive plays, 70, 70 to 75% every every week. That's how it was. Right. And so I was just like, man, it's nothing just, like, just sniff at. I want to just – you know, when somebody used, like, backup and things like that, Coach Ramil used to always say, no, 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 Jason's a one – a or one B, that's how it is. He, you yeah. know, he's a starter. And that's, you know, I started when I was in Philly. I got to Kansas City. And then, of course, you know, just playing the role, I just had to create a niche. I, You know, and that's what I did. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and you were good at it. Yeah. But I had to say, man, you know, LT, man, I, man, I appreciate you so much for being out here. And I just had to tell you also, well, look, I played with some of the greatest kickers in the game, no doubt about it. And I had to just tell you that you are one of my favorite, without Thank a you. doubt, guys that I've, I've ever played with, you know. I appreciate so, it. Yeah, no yeah, doubt, man, man. Kansas City gave me my start. You know, I, as I look back on my career, it was like I was good, but I wasn't what I what I ended up being in New York. You know, I didn't – I was trying to learn how to be a pro here. Yeah. And um, obviously I had some ups. I had some downs here, mm-hmm. and it ended with me being traded in 07. But I think it worked out for everybody. Yeah. Um, obviously I've got those two trophies in the back because I got traded. Um, but you know, it was kind of, you feel bad when you get traded, right? Cause yeah. it was like the only time Carl Peterson ever talked to me. I think I went to his office and he <laughs> said, listen, no, he said, cause we had drafted Justin Medlock. Oh. He said, Hey, remember? Yeah. I, I don't know if you were still here or not. Were you here I, in 07? I was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We dressed, we drafted Medlock in the fourth or fifth round. And I'm like, I'm sitting there at home going, well, I'm not going to be the kicker this year. So I, I requested a trade, and so um, I went to Carl's office. He said, all right, it, it's I got New Orleans, the Texans, and the Giants. They're all offering a seventh-round pick. And he actually gave me the choice because it wasn't – this compensation was all the same, which was kind of cool for yeah. Carl to ask me where I wanted to go. And because T-Mac, Thomas McGahee, See, yeah. was, was in New York, and it's still in New York, by the way. Um, okay. That's why guy. I went to New York because T-Mac was with us in Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. Right? And mm-hmm. so he was my coach in NFL Europe. And so that's really why I chose New York because of a, a coach that I loved and who's a brother of mine still, Yeah, um, T-Mac. So that's how it all went down. But, um, you know, I have some great memories in Kansas City with the Christmas field goal I made against the Raiders, the one against the Chargers. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's actually that game ball up there. I put it up here for the show. Uh-huh. That's one from the Chargers game from 53 yards. Remember, we made the 48. Yes. Chris, Chris Wilson false started, and then they backed me up, and that was like my career long. Still is, I think. Is it okay? Uh, yeah, I, I remember Chargers, that. And that was 
that was a fun game. And when you beat a division rival, yeah, um, it wasn't a walk off. I think we still had to kick off with like three or four seconds left. But that's probably the highlight of my career in Kansas City. Those two moments, brother. Look, man, you look. You did. You did a lot out here. You know that. Now, I just you know you're talking about it. I, I just remember kind of like you, you you growing up, like you were talking about like the first part of your career. And then when you went to New York and you was just stellar even then, you know, and just kicking into the Super Bowl. And I was just so happy, you know, just hearing names, the guys that I played with, yeah. you know, you, no. Wika. I mean, it, you know, yeah. I was just like, dude, man, it's, this is, this yeah. is incredible. And T-Mac, look, man, T-Mac tell T-Mac, man, tell yep. T-Mac. Man, I said, what's up? That's my brother, man. T-Bag, Listen, man, when we get it. done, I'll give you his number. You can text him. Please. And I'll give you yours because I don't think I have your 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 number. But okay. for sure, T-Mac's one of my favorites. You know, I, I think about people as you play this game, and it's all about people um, who right. help you and who want, you know, co- coaches, right? Team, the reason right. I went to New York was because of T-Mac. Right. And right. Uh, so, yeah, he means the world to me. Yeah, man. He did. One of the most underrated coaches out there, you know, yeah. guy to play the game at a high level, yeah. man, to come out there and, and do what he did, man. The T Mac, man, he, he's, his he's, son is a his son is a freshman tight end at Houston, big time player, big time recruit. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I I don't know I don't know if I seen T Mac. Last time I seen T Mac, it might have been at the uh, at the combine or like at a coaches convention or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, and. Um, you know, we was all, you know, everybody hangs out. at the, he, He's at the pretty I, active on Instagram. So if you got Instagram, you can okay. find him on there. All right. Um, is, he, is, he, yeah. is he sitting around with it? Probably showing his muscles and all those different things, too. No, huh? no, no. He, he's, <laughs> uh, you know, he's a big he, he's into that Kaizen, all that, you know, that everything happens for a reason type stuff. And he's been that way forever, yeah. which is okay. kind of what I implemented into you know, he tries to always get you to read these books and stuff. And yeah, I'm like, nah, man, I ain't reading that book. <laughs> but, but, but he's into that mental part okay. of life and sports, which I appreciate because he lives it. Yeah. I love it, yeah. man. I'm sure. I'm going to check out some books, man, because I, I'm into all of that. Like, really, um, you know, just um, with guys, you know, just like you said, the mentality of just, you know, being positive about things in life. Man, it's, you know? it's, this, this whole NFL is 95% mental. Everyone can run, everyone can jump, everyone yes. can catch, everyone can kick. It's yeah. just who separates himself mentally. Right. right. We got off track there, Marcus, but um, so, right. good. I know you're this is your show. I'm just you're good. trying to oh, catch yeah. up, man. We're trying to catch yeah. up, bro. That's yeah. the one beauty about chief concerns we have. You know, former players come on, you guys, you know, haven't talked in a while, and you know, you kind of see everything, you know, all the yeah. memories and everything come mm-hmm. up. It's it's great. One of the things we love about the show. And I will say those uh, those years when you were in New York. You know, uh, being I was in middle school, and I remember throughout the playoffs rooting for the Giants because because of you. So, <laughs> oh man, I appreciate that. Yeah, me and Kavika, we had a good little run. Kavika, he was on a one year deal, so was I. I stayed. I signed a five year deal. Kavika left and went to Buffalo and got paid. I can't believe the Giants didn't keep him. He had an unbelievable year that year. They wanted to. I think the money just got in the way, so he went to Buffalo. Right. Okay. Okay. Missed out on that second ring. <laughs> hey, <laughs> he should have stayed. Should have stayed. Well, I think uh, looking back at it, all the guests we've had on the show, I think you, Kavika, and Coach Ramil are the only ones who have a ring who've come on uh, Cheap Concerns. I, I think mm. so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually have two, so I got more than all of them. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, but uh, we're going to talk about the uh, the Chiefs Cardinals. Uh, kind of recapping what we saw on Sunday, which a lot of people were surprised by it. You know, you guys may not have been so surprised, but 
So Chiefs uh, beat the Cardinals 44 to 21 in probably mm. the biggest blowout of the weekend. Mahomes looked like Mahomes even without Tyreek Hill, which some people are kind of surprised by that. Uh, he completed 30 passes to nine different receivers. The defense looked phenomenal as well against Arizona. So we got a lot of DMs from fans asking if they should feel good about this win or should they kind of hold hold off on their thoughts on it because Arizona didn't look so well and they were down so many guys. So was this game on Sunday more good Chiefs or just bad Cardinals? Mm. You, you know what? I, I'll, I'll start out with it. This this was really, uh, I think, the coming out party with the Chiefs and the whole offense. Every, everybody's getting a glimpse without Tyreek Hill, right? Nobody knew what it was going to be or they didn't know it was going to be as stellar as it was. But to be honest with you, I mean, I could see this coming. And because I look at it as far as the depth of guys that we have, the quality of guys that we have at the wide receiver position. Then you're talking about the three tight ends. You know, Travis played incredible like he always does. Jody Forster comes in. Noah Gray does an incredible job. And then we talk about the, the, the workhorses in the back, right? That whole stall that we got. And so here you got Jared McKinnon. You got CH, who was incredible. And then you got Pacheco. So Patrick is just... He is surrounded by a plethora of playmakers. I mean, guys that are established. So we know these guys that came from different places have already done, you know, done work with some good quarterbacks, come here to Kansas City, and they don't skip a beat. And so yeah. it wasn't really, to me, it, it, it wasn't at all something that I think that the Cardinals didn't do. The Cardinals just did they couldn't keep up. They didn't have enough. And so I think it was more so the offense and the Chiefs, what they did. Uh, and, and we've seen it with our own eyes. Yeah, there was definitely, I think, a lot of anxiety for Chiefs fans, Chiefs Nation, because you do lose a playmaker like Tyreek Hill. It's natural to say, oh, my God, how good are we going to be? But the reality of it is, if you watch the Chiefs, and and I, I study them a little bit um, this weekend, for the first time in this, this, I hope this comes out right, it looks like everything was on time. It was on schedule. Whereas before... You know, Patrick would, would use his feet, obviously, because he knew he had number 10 out there that could do whatever the hell he wanted in the in the back end of the defense and make a play. And, and with Patrick's arm, you throw it, you make chunk plays, big plays, crazy plays. This offense is scarier, in my opinion, because there are so many more weapons. You're involving Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, CEH. Let's just yeah, drop yeah. it down to the acronym because <laughs> of MVS. There's all kinds of um, – but getting him the ball in space – out of the backfield, more on time, in rhythm. Everything just looked more in rhythm, and that's the problem. And now, granted, they're playing a more a quality opponent this Thursday. I don't think the Cardinals are in the in the same uh, category as the Chargers, but they look better. And and to be honest with you, to go to the other side of the football, um, I think they look better on defense. You know, yeah. I, I thought they played okay. They got some young guys, but. Um, that that will get better as the season goes along. Steve Spagnuolo was our D coordinator in 07 with the Giants when we won the Super Bowl. Uh, Dave Merritt, the secondary coach. To, I'm, I played golf with, this summer with Dave, and I love Spags. As you guys know, his defense generally gets better as the season goes along. Yeah. Um, and they and they did okay last year, but um, I think they'll be better there. And, and then if they're better there, holy cow. I mean, this team is really good. Dude, and, and, I, and, I, and I'll say this um, – you know, just kind of piggybacking off of that. What, what you've seen a lot of was like these young, hungry guys. And I think Spags like young guys who who will come in, who will play man, who will get in your face, who's going to be physical. You know, he's going to give you a lot of different looks. And what they did was a good job. We had uh, Nazi Johnson out here, uh, LT, 
uh, the week before. And as he was talking about what they were going to do, the, the, the game plan as far as containing Kyler Murray. And I think they, they absolutely uh, was able to do that. They kept him in the yeah. pocket. You know, he got to wait. Look, you're not going to stop a guy like Kyler Murray yeah. the entire time, right? He's going to make some runs. He's going to make some throws. But overall, what they did, there was a solid defense. Linebackers played well. Bolton was all over the place. Uh, Juan Thornhill, was, he was doing a great job. Uh, you know, let's let's bring in. I'm, I'm just going to take my hat off to Justin Reed, Mister Do It All, Mister Incredible Swiss Army Knife. You know what I mean? Like, come on! This I don't guy think it's being on, on the national scale. I don't think what he did Sunday is being talked about enough. Yeah, to go right. kick PATs in the yes. National Football League, and then he sent a kickoff to the moon. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I don't think people understand. Like they think everyone's kicking's easy. And I, and yeah. I, as I understand it, did he play soccer at Stanford too? He did. He did. I think he. Well, I know he has a He's, soccer background, but okay. I, he kicked off. He, he did kick off. I think at Stanford. I think sometimes. Crazy athlete. I mean, and to do, it, it's incredible. I mean, I, I respect it more obviously because I did it. But mm-hmm. man, to go out into a live game and make a PAT and then kick off when unfortunately your kicker gets hurt, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, it's pretty cool, and he's a good, he's great, great safety too. So, oh yeah, he's a good football player. Yeah, I, I was looking at uh, picking him up in uh, fantasy, but he, he only had two solo, <laughs> two solo the PATs, one PAT. So he only had three in fantasy. He needs the pick six, a field goal, and a PAT. That would be sweet. <laughs> the ultimate fantasy football uh, individual defensive player. Um, yeah, okay, but kind of talking about um, the way the offense looked uh, a little bit more. Um, and I know every year we always talk about how defenses, you know, they, they slowly figure out how to stop offenses. And, you know, it took a few years to stop the Chiefs offense with the uh, the, the, the two-eye safety look, which, you know, making us, you know, matriculate the ball down the field a little more. Um, and with this new offense, this new look, you know, kind of being more on time than than we've seen in the past, how, how long do you think it's going to take for defenses to adjust to this offense that we have? Or is it just kind of too hard to adjust this offense with so many weapons out there? Well, I, you know what? I, I don't think you could use the gimmick. You know, obviously playing a too high shell was was different because you had Tyreek Hill because he was doing a lot of passing down down the field, a lot of deep passes. This right here, you if you try to double Kelsey, right, which I think obviously what defense is trying to do because he's going to kill you, mm-hmm. um, you leave everybody else open. You leave them one-on-one. You just leave, you know, people in zone. And so what do you, what do, you do? You got to play your standard defense. The thing is, when I'm looking at this, I'm betting on my guy being better than your guy. I'm betting on Juju being better than your corner or better than your linebacker. I'm, I'm betting on Hardman being better than your corner or your linebacker, your safety. Same thing with MVS. Then you got Sky Moore. And then, of course, if we're doing one-on-one in the past game with one of the running backs, I mean, you hit over the head. And so I just uh, – it, it's it's hard as far as, like, how do you how do you deal with the Chiefs' offense? The, the best – answer to me what a defense could do is just pass rush and pressure trying to get Patrick off his game a little little bit I think if you try to do that then you may have a chance to at least disrupt some of the timing getting the ball out to some guys and I think it's going to be a good challenge this week because we know they got incredible guys on the outfield outside who's going to be coming off the ball and so Mac and Bosa man those guys are going to be incredible man uh but if you if you are able to stop that and stifle that 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 pass rush, then Patrick's gonna hit him over the head again. And so that I think that's the key of it. The key is, you know, stopping Patrick. If you don't stop Patrick, everybody else is gonna be open. And so he's just gonna be, be able to pick you apart, man. 
I mean, he, he took his he took his defense out like Swiss cheese. I mean, he was just dotting the eyes. I mean, he was almost literally perfect almost the entire first half. Seriously. Yeah. It's a, this game this week is a step up in class, certainly when you got Bosa Mack and Derwin James and some of these guys they have over there on that defense. But you know, listen, Andy Reid's one of the great game planners in NFL history. Um, and, and so, and, and then you obviously mix that in with the best quarterback in pro football. Um, I wouldn't worry about too much of someone catching up to the Chiefs. Uh, certainly, there's going to be games where teams have a good beat on them or a good game plan and and stifle them. But strength versus strength, right? Yeah. The Chargers D line against the, the Chiefs O line, and and those tack tackles are going to get tested uh, Thursday night. But I mean, when 15's back there, I, I can't say enough superlatives about him. I mean, the guy's incredible. I don't think we've seen anyone like him. No. Uh, you know, you're going to run man, he's going to tear you up. You're mm-hmm. going to run zone, you have no shot. You just have to mix in and disguise coverages and try and confuse uh, Mahomes, which is hard to do because he's obviously a very intelligent guy. But um, we'll see as the season goes along. There's going to be games maybe where there's a slip-up or a bad game plan or vice versa or somebody plays well or turnovers or injury. But, I mean, this team is really good. I I don't want to put too much pressure on them, but – I mean, I expect them to to win. They're they're going to be favored probably in every game they play. I you mean, I don't look, LT, and, and this is what I'm seeing, and you probably see the same thing. And I don't think people quite get it in their head because sometimes when I hear a lot of the like just the negative talk on Patrick Mahomes and whatnot, I don't I don't think they quite understand his greatness, mm. you know, as far as his ability. And sometimes when people try to be dismissive of the things he's doing because he's not, he's unorthodox in this throne and maybe he's making a play, you know, I heard Skip say some things. And of course all the other analysts are making, you know, these, these negative, you know, uh, statements about him, but I always look at it like this and, and, and I let you, you know, kind of talk about it, but when Patrick is making those throws, he, in his head, he knows he can make them. Like he's already figuring out this guy is not fast enough or he's not quick enough to jump the ball to knock this ball down. Like he's taking a chance because in his mind, it's hundred percent going to be successful, right? Or you just don't take yeah. it, correct? And so, yeah, you, yeah he's you know, not so, just playing. He's not just out there playing backyard football, which sometimes it looks like it, right? He right. just has so much confidence in his ability to mm-hmm. make those throws. Yes, and the thing I I think I respect most about Mahomes is as good as he is, he keeps receipts. Yes, he keeps receipts, <laughs> and when you got a dude that that is that good. That yeah. plays with a chip on his shoulder, which that's hard to do, right? $500 million contract, all the money in the world, all the success in the world. He plays with a Tom Brady S type chip on his soldier or shoulder. Yeah. And that's crazy to me because he should be the number one ranked player every year by players on the NFL network. He's not, he wasn't this year. Right. And then I saw another list, and I'm sure he saw it, where they ranked like three or four quarterbacks ahead of him. Oh yeah! Come on, yeah. like Allen and and, and uh, what's his name Herbert, and then Herb. Joe yeah. Burrow probably. They're not. No, they're not. <laughs> it, 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 but listen, keep fueling him because um, that, that's what I love the most about fifteen is he plays with a chip on his shoulder, and, and <laughs> that would be hard to do if I was as good as him. Oh yeah, oh you yeah. Know? But he does. He finds a way to self motivate and. That's why he's great. That's why he's – it's clear-cut. He's the best quarterback in the game. It's not even close. So so basically we tell you, haters, y'all keep hating. 
You know, keep keep bringing oh, yeah. all the fire to him, right? I guarantee but- you, he loves it. He, he does. <laughs> he he he's a different cat. Like he's a different dude. Yeah, and that's what makes him great. You know, it's crazy. I seen a. I think Pro Football Focus had him. I think like the eighth best. Like <laughs> I don't know, like a performance. Oh, after week, week one. Yeah, I'm like, what game are y'all focus. watching? How are y'all measuring and quantifying? What he just did out on the football field, I, I I just I don't understand. Is it just I was, a subscriber. Going out there? I was a subscriber to Pro Football Focus because I covered the Giants for the, the my podcast, and and I wanted to go in there and see who graded out high, who graded, who didn't grade out high. Yeah, man, it, it it's just too hard to understand because the they don't understand what a player is supposed to do on a certain play, so it's really hard to say this guy played well, this guy played poorly. So I stopped that subscription, but people believe it is the Bible. <laughs> they do. Because, yeah. like, I was, I would go watch the All-22 film, and then I would look at the pro football grade, focus grade, and I'd be like, man, this this dude was not a 38. Like, that's really low. And yeah. I'm like, man, he yeah. played well. He maybe gave up some pressures. but So that whole thing is a farce. But, again, it's just another thing that's going to fuel <laughs> Mahomes <laughs> to, um, you know, kick your teeth in on Sundays or Thursdays. So, yeah. yeah. I, I just, to me, for the life of me, like I said, I think it's just arbitrarily just picking the way that how you want to how you want to measure a guy, right? Uh mm-hmm. well, you know, he didn't have the right shoes on. Maybe that's taking huh? <laughs> is that it, you know? It's yeah, I I think it has some level of what's the word? I, I don't even know the word I'm trying to say, but it but, to me, yeah. I it it serves a purpose of some sort. But man, people think it's the Bible out there, but the guys who all yeah. play all have have comments about it, but the people who don't play think it's the Bible. So, yeah, it's the it's the it's the numbers that get you and all that, like the whole you know. Oh, they do a good job. Analytics, yeah, they analytics. Do a good oh, job yeah. with the yeah. colors wow. and the market. Yeah, yeah, they do a really good job with the cool numbers and the. You get green if you played well, red if you sucked. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, listen, I was a subscriber for two years. Yeah. They took my two fifty every year, so <laughs> it's not cheap. Yeah. I think they had uh, Ryan Tannehill uh, ahead of him this week. They had a few, oh. and I think because uh, someone had commented on uh, the main the main grader, um, and uh, they said, "What's your what, what goes into this?" I mean, he goes, "So he cited the Ceh touchdown." He goes, "Anybody could have made that throw. It wasn't it wasn't like a hard throw that a, that a, like that mm. you know, a special quarterback had to make." And then also the. Uh, the one where he threw up the pass, and he said he had an almost interception, which they grade as an interception. The one where he threw up to, uh, it was Juju in the back of the end zone, and Juju had to break it up. Yes. Uh, well, sometimes that? you got to throw 50-50 balls back there. Right, yeah. right. Let your guy go make a play. You can't say that's a pick. It mm-hmm. wasn't a pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, if fun. my aunt had nuts, she'd be my uncle. I mean, jeez, <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Sorry. And someone brought up the Buffalo Bills because uh, Josh Allen had that one pick where it went in and out of the receiver's hands, and they said that wasn't that wasn't on him. But then someone cited last year when Mahomes had a million interceptions where it was coming off his receiver's hands, and PFF wasn't you know was grading him low for those. I, I would like to see another category for that because you know Daniel Jones catches a lot of heat in New York, but I bet you half the picks last year were in and out of a receiver's hands, mm. and I think there needs to be a special category for that for for quarterbacks. Um, yeah. Yeah, I That's agree with just, you, but see, it'd be it'd be difficult because it'd be all uh, judgment. Yeah, it is. It is because it's yeah. like, well, if Allen had put the ball on his outside, 
then it wouldn't even been a you know a question if he bobbled or whatever for it to be an inside, right? Like, hey, yeah. throw it to the outside where it's not even a chance, right? So yeah, I don't know, but I I agree with you. You know, all that stuff, man. Is, to to be honest with you, man, is subjective. I, I, it is, yeah. Yeah, and I, and I think some Chief fans think there's a little bit of bias. There's a little bit of anti-Mahomes bias with the, the PFF guys. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's analytics, though, so it, it can't be a bias. It's we'll, just let his, we'll let his brother handle him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, with the next topic, the, so the week one NFL injury bug was pretty bad across the league. Um, I saw Greg Olson on there on uh, one of the shows yesterday saying that he thinks a lot of the injuries stem from guys not playing in the preseason, not playing enough, you know, you know, kind of getting out there and, and taking the hits, whereas instead of taking you're taking your hits week one of the NFL season, it makes you just feel a little bit different. Uh, but Chiefs had eight injuries, uh, eight guys on the injury report, um, two, two of which Harrison Butker and Trent McDuffie are the two ones that logged DNPs. Um, yesterday, uh, Trey Smith, also one of the guys who left the game early with an ankle injury, but he got in a limited practice on Tuesday. Um, and so, as we talked about earlier, Justin Reed filled in admirably for Harrison Butker on Sunday. Uh, but the Chiefs did bring in veteran kicker Kristen Viscaino for a workout and then ultimately signed kicker Matt Amendola. Um, and if Butker can't go, Matt Amendola will be the guy on Thursday night. Um, so, uh, Lawrence, I want to ask you um, about the, the injury to Butker. How big of a deal is that ankle injury? I mean, just based on what you saw, that, that kind of plant leg as he kicked the, uh, as he as he had that kickoff. How big was so? Deal? I yeah, no, it's it's a he's a right footed kicker, right? So his left ankle is a big deal. Um, I had a similar injury in 2010 on a Friday practice. We usually did one or two field goals in a situational type practice at, uh, before the weekend, and and I did the exact same thing. I planted, rolled my ankle exactly like he did, and obviously I couldn't play on Sunday. Um, they signed Shane Graham on Saturday. He played Sunday. I was able to go the next week um, with a black and blue ankle and some Toradol. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was able to get through it. Um, and obviously we saw Bucker make the 54-yarder with like one and a half steps. So um, I think you – listen, he's going to be vital part of this game. You know, you're playing a divisional game at home and Matt Amendola – uh, I looked him up because I knew you were going to ask this question. Uh, not the guy you want out there on a Thursday night national television game. Mm. He must have had a good workout, but he's I think he's like 13 of 18 in his career. So if you can have Butker, uh, you're going to want him out there. I think with rest all week, I don't think he has to kick um, until Sunday, yeah. and that would be a ton of rest. You tape it up, maybe get a toward all yeah. shot if the pain's too much. But I think a, a, a 60% Butker – is better than uh, the kid they just signed. And I think, you know, points are going to be at a premium on uh, Thursday night. So, I well, what am I talking about? They play Thursday. He doesn't get a lot of rest. Never mind. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think he can do it, though. I, I really do. Uh, you know, he's just going to have to ice it up. But I wouldn't, obviously, and I don't think he will, kick a ball until Thursday. Yeah. Like you said, man, look, this guy, he's, he's been doing it for a while. <clears throat> like you said, he, he doesn't need to go out there and practice. He's already got he's he's got all his time and his stuff down. He already knows. I mean that short approach. Yeah. Uh, and so you know, LT. I, like when I coached in college, I was a special teams coordinator for like four years. And so you know, I always always take care of my guys and just know you know hearing and seeing the operation of everything. You know, just gave me a better appreciation for it. Uh, but him making that short approach for that 50, man, that was I was like, yo, crazy. I, yeah, I, I was going to ask you how many guys you think make a kick like that. I mean, on that Man, to, to, to alter your approach in a game situation is not easy. But uh, 
you know, you practice like one step kicks. Like I, yeah, that's right. part of my warm up or part of what I did throughout the week. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I bet you he's probably never done it with a live snap and hold. I mean, I do it with the holder, you right. know, by myself, one step, one step, and I can hit 50, 55 yard field goals. But doing it in game with a rush and a live snap yes. and hold is pretty right. incredible. But it speaks to the talent of Bucker. Um, and I think, you know, if he ices this thing up, stays off of it, mm-hmm. goes and gives it a little run, tapes it up maybe on Thursday and, and maybe get – I would get a toward all shot just to kind of right. hide any pain. And then he gets, you know, 10 days off uh, from their next game. So I think he'll play. Yeah. That was just – look, man, that was just gutsy in itself. Like you said, at yeah. Plantford, man, I, I mean – To go out there in a game, you're blowing another team out. I So that tells me – that that gives us a little indication of, of mm-hmm. the medical staff thinks that – you know, it, it's okay. Yeah, it's sore, and we, we signed this kid just in case he has a setback. But that's right. the only reason that Amendola got got signed. I think is is if he has a setback. But I think Bucker will play Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, and JD, uh, moving to the, the O line aspect. Um, uh, Trey Smith obviously he, he logged limited practice yesterday. Uh, yeah. but he left the game early and it didn't, it didn't come back with that ankle injury. How big of a deal is um, it? How big of a deal is his presence on Thursday against this D-line that we keep talking about that had five uh, sacks against the Raiders on Sunday? You know, uh, Redder, he came in, he did a great job, you know, as far as filling in. And so the way I look at it like this, usually when you have guys that that dress for the game that are linemen, they're usually capable of, of taking that, that position over. And so I, I don't really worry as much about that, I think, because he has Creed, he has, you know, Wiley beside him. You know, he, he he's, he's going to be fine. Trey Smith, obviously, his presence is going to be missed, uh, of course. Uh, but I think, man, as far as like what they do just offensively up front, I think I think it's going to be fine. I mean, it's it's not really a big deal. I don't see it as a big deal. The thing is, if you now look, if we were playing uh, maybe the Rams and you had uh, Aaron Donaldson in front of you, eh, maybe it'd be a little <laughs> bit more. You know, what I mean that that might be some cause for concern. But as far as it's not necessarily the interior I'm worried about as much as the outside guys, the the, the tackles. So, you yeah. know, Orlando Brown Jr. and and, and Wilder's going to have their hands full. And so uh, everything else still on the line should be straight, you know. And and, the, and here's the thing. You didn't really talk about that. The Chiefs did a great job running the football. I think one of the jobs and one of the things you had to do game planning is running against this defense. That's what will absolutely slow this pass rush down. It just come off the football – and hit them dead in the mouth, right? And so, uh, I think yeah, it's they're definitely they're going to have to run the football to keep these yes, guys at bay. Because that's right, you get into these third and long, third and tens. Yeah, you, you they'll be trouble. So you got to be, you know, second and six, third and four, stuff right. like that. Mm-hmm. You got to you're going to have to run the football, which obviously I'm sure they know. Um, but yeah, you got to slow down Mac and Bosa because they they could ruin your night. Yeah, yeah. They got, Mac had three sacks the other day against his former team. Mm. Um, what, what, what do you? Cause it, this is something we talked about during the offseason. JD uh, was was Wiley at the right tackle. What did you make of his uh, performance on uh, on Sunday? Because I mean, even though even though that we we kind of rolled on on their defense, they still got got some good hits on on Pat. They were still they were still kind of laying licks on him. That was kind of their game plan. Just kind of lay licks on him. Yeah, you know what? Some of the licks that I was seeing, uh, there was one the Ceh probably should have chipped uh, the outside linebacker defensive end, and he didn't. Atlanta Brown still look, I, and I think he's still kind of. He's still coming into it because he came in late in, in, in training camp. And so he's about week three or four, you're going to see him being where he needs to be. And so now this is going to be the great test of him doing all the uh, the tennis ball work in, this, <laughs> in the swimming pool. 
against this guy against Mac. Um, but Wiley, I think Wiley did a good job. I think they did a really good job. And and so uh, we know Pat gets a deep drop. And so I, they had to reiterate to him, like, look, you got to step up, Pat, you know, to kind of make the plays. You got to step up because if they don't, this is where it's going to be. You're going to lose, lose the integrity of the, of the pocket is all the way back here. You don't want to do that. And so uh, the guys tackles, I think they did a pretty decent job, man. I think right now I've said this on Twitter is you got to make sure those backs are chipping before you go out. Chip and go out, okay? And I don't even care if it's just a little chicken wing. Just get your little rib, you know? Just slow those guys down. And it only just takes a little bump. I think people don't realize uh, that. Just, if just if a you want to see a chip block, yeah, see Leonard Fournette on Michael Parsons. Woo! Man! man. Oh, rib. Hey, that was a, a six-piece rib dinner with biscuits. <laughs> I mean, he, hey, and then Parsons was chiming in on Twitter about how this block should be illegal. And oh, I said, man, thank you, you can't do that. Have you thank seen you. it? Thank you. Yes. And I'm sitting yeah, there like, you, oh. <laughs> you know that's a legal block. Yes. He knows I mean, it is. Right. That was uh, Leonard Fournette. And then he Fournette hit him with the crying Jordan emoji. I mean, <laughs> or the meme. It was beautiful. But Parsons, that that's one of the nastiest ones I've seen in a long time. He He's, you know what? That though, was nasty. He, He's cried, uh, okay, which I, I the um, I forgot the the who was the first round pick for you all for for the Giants? Uh, uh, Saquon, oh, Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah, he was crying about yeah. that that block, right? Mm-hmm. He was crying about that. And of course, he comes, he cries about this one. I'm just like, look, Parsons, I understand you want to get a, a free pass rush, and it's it's not going to be that. This is football, you know. You've been playing for the past few years. This is what happens. So don't start crying and you know changing the rules right here. This this is how it all works. That's so how it works. The chip yeah. block is yeah. I mean, some of the backs are obviously very good at it. The big backs. Brandon Jacobs used to kill people. Oh man, you know yeah. in New York when I played with him at six five two seventy. I mean, he was a, just a <laughs> tight end tackle running the right. football. But um, it's a legal block. Um, but to your point, the backs are going to have to help out these tackles this this yeah. week or on Thursday. Yeah, I believe uh, Von Miller also chimed in online saying they need they need to outlaw that. Um, yeah. whatever they can do to make their job easier, right? I get it. Listen, I, I'm not mad at them. Um, all right, so uh, with the final topic, we have the game prediction tonight or for, for Thursday night. Uh, Chiefs are currently a three and a half point favorite at home against the LA Chargers on Thursday. First game on Amazon Prime with Al Michaels and uh, Kirk Herb Street. That'll be that'll be fun to watch at 8 15. And our guy, your guy Tony, is going to be the uh, pre game uh, guy for the Amazon Prime. You excited? Yeah. Oh, great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know Tony moved over there. Yeah, yeah, he's doing a deal, man. Him, I think. He, I'm him. actually going to dinner with Herb Street now tomorrow, so I'll see them. I'll get some insight, maybe Uh-oh. give them some some insight. I know Herbie pretty well, so uh, I'm just trying to get a job. Maybe sideline, take Tony's right. job. <laughs> uh. All right, you want me to go first on the prediction? Do it. I, listen, up, I I think that uh, listen, it's Arrowhead at night. That's worth seven points alone, um, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I think the Giants, uh, the Giants, here I go. The Chiefs, I think they win this game. I'm going to say like 31-21. I don't think it's close. Not at Arrowhead, not at night, not this early in the season with all these healthy bodies. No way. Damn. That, that's a pretty good prediction. That's kind of where I was at. I, I'm, I'm going to make it a little bit closer, and I think they're going to get a, maybe a, a, you know, a, a field goal at the end you know, to try to get it closer. So I'm going to say 31-24. That's where I'm going to be at. Um, okay. It's uh, just for the simple fact 
like you said, at night, Arrowhead. And I think it's just going to be one of those things coming down to the wire that maybe, you know, offense may stall a little bit. I mean, they're going to be hitting all cylinders at the end. But I think right now, you know, uh, San Diego is going to immediately come out here and try to score points, right? But they look, they, they went out one of their big dogs on the outside. So, I don't know. It's going to be a little tough, man. But that, that running game, if we, if we stop the running game with Eckler, we're going to be yeah, fine. Yeah, Ke- Keenan Allen will miss, right? Yes. He's, yeah, that's a problem. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's that's a big that's a big that's a big player for them. So mm-hmm. I think that hurts them. I will say though, they barely used Mike Williams on uh, on Sunday. I mean, he was spread, he was spreading the ball around to everybody without without Keenan Allen. I mean, and, and Eckler didn't even have that good of a game on, on Sunday, and they still were able to uh, beat the brakes off the Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> See, and, and I think, uh, like I said, if we hold up well. Uh, defensively, I said the defense a lot. I was talking about this earlier. Uh, Chris is going to need some help. Those other guys in, in this inside on the interior, they're going to have to come play their A game, man. They're going to come play ball. And so if they do that and, and make some penetration on that line, I think I think we might beat them pretty handily. But we'll see. But that's that's my prediction, man. 31-24, Chiefs. I like it. So both you guys are covering the spread three and a half. So viewers, listeners, Chiefs three minus three and a half, take it. <laughs> this is yeah. not gambling advice. <laughs> Just a prediction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, all right. Well, that does it for us. Thanks for tuning in to Chief Concerns presented by Bet Online. Lawrence, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, yeah, man. Really- thanks for having me. It was awesome. It. Um, if anyone is curious to listen to more from Lawrence Tides, you can see him on the Blue Rush podcast. If if you are interested in listening to some Giants, uh, Giants stuff as well yeah where can they uh, work? yeah we're not we're, we just won one game first time in six year, years we won the home opener holy it's crap been a bad run man Jeez. really bad they're the worst they they're the worst team in football over the last five seasons wow Tough wow. To first time in six years first That's... time they for, how about this the first time they're above 500 in six years so that when they went one and oh in 16 when they went one and oh to win their opener yeah. That was the last time the Giants were over 500. Oh, oh wow. That's bad. That is, and I have to talk bad. about it. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can only, man, you can only talk about bad football. Thank you God like I've only it. been doing this show three years. Oof. You try to do like this with material. You're like, ah, God, yeah. Uh, it. Man, I, I, I go, I have to dive so deep to find something positive to say. Like, yeah. you know, so-and-so's mom was, was right. at the game and it was a beautiful moment for him. Right. Meanwhile, he had like five fumbles and in, in a in a dropped touchdown. Like right. they they've sucked. They've sucked. It's been bad. Yeah. So this well, is actually entertaining to talk about a good team. Well, we we're gonna say you know you're welcome to come on anytime to uh, talk Chiefs. You know if you know if the Giants yeah. go down a dark path this year, I think the Giants will be better this year. There's no question. I think yeah. you know they're gonna yeah. be fine. I know it's not a Giants podcast, but I think they're gonna be much improved. So we'll see. LT, man, listen, I, look, I'm coming out there for the game. Shoot, I don't know if you have some time, man. We might be able to catch up, but I, look. we we, we come out this week for the game? For this week, yeah. Oh, catching wow. dinner. So, Billy B, all those guys, Tony, you know, we all going to get together. I need to bring team. you and, and Billy and is Tony coming out? Tony's coming out, yeah. yeah. Show up with uh, Herb Street now when I meet them for dinner. Shoot, that sounds good, man. Shoot, Maybe I'll pay. I'm sure Amazon's paying. Bezos is paying. <laughs> Bezos, him. Bezos. Right. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, 
Subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.